I get it started You are now tuned in to my parents' office yeah, With Brett Castle and Andrew Diaz New new dropping, yeah, you know where I'll be at Believe that, New England flow in your speakers Tryna run game, lace heat like sneakers In a flashlight, lightning bugs I pop up at your spot and I'm lighting up, yeah JR on a mic and I'm next to blow No commercials, I turn it to an episode Better get down to business, begin the show So let me get going, welcome to MPO What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the My Parents Office podcast. I am your host, Andrew Diaz. Today, uh, Brett Castle, we got him back. We are going to be uh, hopefully back to uh, at least our, orig- our our kind of original recording schedule for the, the few months of the summer that I'll be home. Um, quick note, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see I got the new, the re- redesigned office kind of in the background. I um, love this. Yeah, I, I think it's Sandgrain Studio is where I we got these, but it, but it's pretty sick. They have like a bunch of music ones too. Like they had a a pretty cool kid, uh, or an OK Computer Radiohead one. Um, but I got the Shawshank Redemption, Whiplash, and uh, Fight Club. And it's like got the whole cast down below too, like the main the main people building it. But uh, can you send me a link to that? I will. Yeah, it, it's a. I saw the website and it was a, a pretty sick one. I, I can't lie um i just but, watched uh sorry no no what, what's up you, you go you go i just watched primal fear for the first time a couple weeks ago and it's crazy that two of ed norton's biggest roles is him playing two different people like both his characters yeah. are somebody with split personality disorder it's he is so yeah F- fight club that one and then his next biggest role would pr- i'd say would probably be american history x where he just plays a nazi essentially okay other than that one yeah but like he's played very bizarre and then he's been a superhero too he's been the hulk and then i watched uh i went i re-binged all of uh, wes anderson's movies so he plays a um cub scout lead in uh moonrise kingdom and he plays a cop in grand budapest Pot- grand budapest motel i want to talk about that hang on um before so episode 138 um brett and i are back make sure you follow us on social media at my parents office instagram twitter tiktok and youtube my parents office podcast on facebook articles from the office on Substack, and then also student union sports where i'm also writing but so the wes anderson movies those are ones i've wanted to get into especially like grand budapest hotel i've seen as like kind of i would say it's like not a cult classic because so many people like it but it's like almost like uh I don't know. Like a lot of his movies feel, he feels like a cult director where it's, he has a very loyal base that follows him. And I, I kind of want to get into those movies. I know it's on HBO, uh, Grand Budapest. So I want to watch Literally that. start at the first movie, like start at Bottle Rocket okay. and get all the way to French Dispatch. Like you will not be let down with anything. And he has the same group of actors or relatively the same group of mm. actors from movie one to movie just came out this year. Like, it's crazy to see, like, Jason Schwartzman, who plays the main character, the kid in uh, Rushmore, yep. and you see him playing a uh, hotel, um, the dude who works the front desk at a hotel in Grand Budapest. Like, I, I, think, I think stuff like that's becoming more common, too, where certain um, directors have, like, the same people they work with. The biggest that I can think of is, like, Adam McKay, um, sure. in, like in his two like very serious movies that he directed the big short and vice two guys that star in both of those like that are the sure, main man. guys are Carell and Bateman 
Um, and then all throughout his career, the comedies he's directed, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, and both Anchorman's and Step Brothers. He has Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, um, all those guys that are in it. Who is Bateman and Vice? Jesus. Oh, Bale, Christian Bale. I said, I was seeing Patrick Bateman. What a, what a moron I am here. Um, but have, have, you, have you seen Vice? Yeah. The I watched it last Dick night. Dick Cheney movie? Yeah. I thought it I mean. That dude's an asshole. <laughs> I, so I'm not a huge fan of like, I don't, I didn't like Winning Time. I watched a few episodes of it and didn't enjoy it. And like Adam McKay kind of directs it the same way where he like intersplices clips. And like, I thought that was a little weird and I wasn't a big fan of narration. What's Winning Time? The Lakers documentary. Really? Show. I was going to give that a try. You don't like that? Well, Is I don't the like cast... it because it's like a whole rewrite of history where okay. he like it's he doesn't really like say that this is a rewrite of history. Like when you watch a Tarantino like Django or Bastards, yeah. you know it's a rewrite. He doesn't really say this. And then he's like rewriting history where he makes no, like, yeah, yeah. West look like this screaming racist and uh Wilch or not Will uh Kareem Abdul Jabbar look like an asshole, which like there's stuff that they put in that just didn't happen. So I wasn't a fan of that, but I really enjoyed Vice. I didn't think I'd like the narration at first, but there's so much complicated stuff that goes on. The narration kind of clears it up for you, which I thought was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I like how the movie like ends halfway through and they're like, psych. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what, what is happening? Because I like scrolled on my screen. I was like, it, this is an hour and 15 minutes left. What is going on? I would, um, you know, for like you wish that is how the movie ended because mm -hmm. it's based on a real person you don't want yeah. this real person to be going down this like relatively evil path of just like just ego and power like mm -hmm. you want him with a family well with him in that i think like there was no doubt he was an asshole like before that but he was never like evil because even when th the scene where He's with uh, Carell's character, Rumsfeld. He's like, uh, and, and uh, they're talking about bombing Cambodia. He's kind of, you can tell, put off by it. And so, like, he's not really bad. He's just kind of an asshole through it. And then it's when he gets sucked back into BVP, he just complete, yeah. like, presses on the gas and goes right past, like, where Rumsfeld was and just becomes, like, an, an evil person. I mean, he, Bush and Cheney, both of them are war criminals. But if that's really how it played out, Cheney's more to blame because Bush sure. was just like a dummy in that. Like they, Sam Rockwell is great as George Bush in that. Um, yeah, dude. I just rewatched The Fighter last night. I another one I just watched recently. I, that's funny. Did it just get put on Netflix? Like, yeah. Because um, that's where I just watched. It. I feel like it goes on like the title screen um yeah that's right another it's, christian it's bale movie we added it was on there yeah like three well i watched vice a while ago but that um early screening film i watched a couple weeks ago had yes, um, tell me about that Chris, i can't so wait I, okay I, tell me the details around how you got the so this is the new christopher nolan movie this is the one we talked about a little while back where christian bale i thought it was no no isn't nolan the director no who's directing it I don't know the names of them. They were there. Um, hold on. Not a big name. It should be on his IMDb page, right? So is this not the one that uh, 
has that loaded cast that we were talking oh, about before. No, no, no. So it's did like you see Killian Instagram? Murphy and a um the directors of this film, the director is Scott Cooper. Scott Cooper, what fuck is um I, I will eye? say that what the pale blue eye. Yeah, this movie will probably be this guy's breakout. Oh, I kind of like this little plot. I'm reading it, it's I, I kind of like that period of time that 1830s that Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, that that premise online is very misleading. Like really? I read and I tried to do information of, I tried to find out enough about this movie before going mm-hmm. into it, and I was incredibly wrong with like everything I thought I knew going into it. Like mm-hmm. how it how that plot on IMDb kind of dis like how it writes Edgar Allan Poe in that mm-hmm. it's really I don't know who wrote that but it's really nothing up, like what that film is it is in that like 1800s time era mm-hmm. um uh very this is very broad but Christian Bale's character plays a detective and he's uh I think he was a retired detective and he is hired by this um uh like army school I don't know mm-hmm. what it's called uh, to solve the plot or solve um, this kid's um, uh, suicide murder. Yeah, sure. I can't, yeah, but it's very good. Um, the kid who plays, or the dude who plays um, Edgar Allan Poe is Dudley from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. He's skinny now. Really? Yeah. That, so that's interesting. I did not, so I knew about the two other Bale movies that were in either like like that pretty much have dates to come out or just about done obviously Amsterdam which is the one with this absolute insane it, it might be the biggest named cast like other than like I don't know because all of these people are billed on it I don't know how this is the end was billed you saw that right yeah you, I mean that one just had a lot of cameos but this like the eighth or ninth guy down is Chris Rock and like Mike Myers I, I did you see Don't Look Up? Hmm. Did you see Don't Look Up? No. That was also Adam McKay, right? Or yeah. Um. That they weren't really cameos, like um, pretty much like all the main like Lawrence DiCaprio, Earl Streep, Jonah Hill. They all had pretty yeah. sizable roles. Timothy Chalamet. Um. You know the next Wes Anderson film might beat out. The, well. It might be neck and neck with that new Christopher Nolan, Nolan movie for casts. Seriously? Yeah, which I mean, that's kind of all of like, that's, let's see who was in uh, French Dispatch. Does, while well, you're looking that up, does the, the, so the first four people build on here, does this like, because there's bigger names like De Niro's the sixth guy, Mike Myers the seventh guy, um, Timothy o- Oliphant is the eighth guy. Do do does this top four kind of intrigue you as to maybe what way the the film will go with Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, and Remy Malik? Yeah, <laughs> I I it, it's definitely it, it feels like a cast of people that I I don't know if I I'd want to see all of them in the same movie, but I'd love to see a movie where Bale and Malik are in it because I think they're both Bale obviously is a great actor and Malik I think is. 
I wouldn't I even say underrated at this point because he, he's really come up through iRobot and then Bohemian Rhapsody, but he's not like a, a household actor name yet. I think his face is household. <laughs> like, what was he? he uh, that, because um, of iRobot, I think. Like, his face was all over iRobot. Yeah, but I mean, the master. Um, I forgot about the master. But then, uh, what's the new one? Um, the new James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. No Time to Die. He was a great bad guy in that. Yeah, well, there's probably like, there's all these actors that you can be like, oh, this person wasn't this, that. Like, <laughs> it's insane once you watch, look at their like IMDb page. But yeah, yeah so I'm like, Remy Matt. Well, let's look at Fresh Dispatch real quick. Like, top few are Bill Murray, who's in like almost every Wes Anderson movie. Uh, Tilda Swilton, you know her by her face. I don't know about her. Oh, uh, she. God, well, I'm looking at her right now. You know, you would know her from uh, Doctor Strange. Yes, um, yes. Timothy Chalamet, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, Leia Sado. Um, she's in a new movie with uh, uh, Kristen Stewart. Um, okay. She was. I think her breakout movie was Blue Is the Warmest Color, a uh, French mm-hmm. movie with a very long and comfortable sex scene. Um. Dude, it's wild. It's like straight up porn. Um, yeah, Benicio del Toro, Henry Winkler, uh, Adrian Brody. This is a pretty loaded cast. Well, let's think about like if Christoph. Maybe Waltz. I'm like. I feel like certain movies of Andersons, some of their act, some of the actors in those films, I feel like are more famous to me than they actually are. Because, like, let's just say I watch, like, five uh, Wes Anderson movies in a row. Mm-hmm. And they all have Owen Wilson. When I get to the fifth one, I'm like, here we go. It's the yeah. Owen Wilson. Who's no, who doesn't know him? Right. Like, even Adrian Brody. Like, well, right. he, well he is pretty famous. Um, the piano, the, what is it? The Pianist he's in? Is the like, Pianist, yeah. That, that's, and, that's like a whole a huge uh, film bro movie that uh, yeah. people love. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I love it. Um, did you ever get into succession yet? Not yet. Okay. He has a, he has a sizable role in that. Okay. Um, sizable meaning important. It's not like, gotcha. um, yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson. I, it's crazy to think that he, he got his start into acting from bottle rocket. Cause him and, uh, Wes went to college together. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's actually pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> um, another, I, I've been on a big bail kick, so I kind of want to stay on that. Does the new Thor, Love and Thunder, does that peak? Dude, he is power? terrifying he <laughs> in that. looks like, uh, thank you. He looks like the scariest villain. He has an unreal name, Gore the Butcher of the Gods. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's, I'm so so excited for this new thor to come out and to just watch bale's character just absolutely fuck shit up in this like it's gonna be so awesome dude i i have chose to not watch the trailer for that one yet because Mm -hmm. i want to be i I don't want to know anything going into it but of course i've seen the images that were on instagram the day after the trailer went out Mm -hmm. i've seen the poster dude looks like the equivalent to Jared Leto and Morbius. Like, <laughs> did you see Morbius or no? 
I want to. I haven't yet. It looks terrible. Yeah, dude. What is that around tomatoes? Like 18? <laughs> Not good. Uh, <laughs> is that a son? Is that Sony? Yeah. Or Disney? Oh, uh, wait. Mm. If it's Disney, it will probably be on. Yeah, uh, it's Sony. It's Sony. Okay. It might be on Star soon then or something. Yeah. But because I'm pretty sure it just got renewed in movie or like re released in theaters. Well, so I was following the whole saga on Twitter and you, Twitter got like Morbin time. Like it's Morbin time trending. So people were like, oh, people really want to see this back in theaters. Let's roll it back out. And it made about like $85,000 like as like a re-roll out. Like I don't even think it, it didn't touch a million, like not even close. It, it, I think somebody did the math or like this average, like, or maybe it made like, a couple hundred thousand if that people average they're like this would make 85 dollars for every theater it was in so i i do think that's hilarious that's probably what it costs to get jared leto out of that wheelchair see do you like jared leto as an actor yeah i do he's been just put in like so many bad movies i think or like he's been put in bad roles like this doesn't feel i think it's bad roles like House of Gucci, like that Italian role that people were really hating on. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't seen that, House of Gucci yet, but. He wasn't great. And he was, I think, the worst Joker there's been, but also feels tremendously miscast. I, I don't think it's either. I don't think anybody could have fit the kind of character they were playing into making it something good. Like, I yeah. think Jared Leto is exactly what they, what what they got out of Jared Leto is exactly what I think the director wanted for that joker character and i don't think anybody could have made that good i think also, it was just i i was gonna say it's also tough coming off the heels of heath ledger this was the first joker then first like the next joker even though it was years after people still have very fond memories of that heath ledger joker what do you think about two jokers right now at the same time like they're making a sequel to the joaquin phoenix one and they're gonna be having that uh barry corgan or Corg? yeah yeah i like him a lot but it's weird to have two people playing one role in two different like batman universes well now it'll be like if they because the batman's not directly connected to the dc universe correct i don't believe it is uh what do you mean like the new batman the like the batman i don't think is directly connected okay so that would but, be like they made but is is Joker? No. The Joaquin Phoenix one I don't believe is either. What are they doing? <laughs> See, that's where it's getting weird, but I almost feel like those are like I, I'm not a huge Joker fan. Like the the Joaquin Phoenix one, I don't think there needs to be a sequel to it. But I, don't I do disagree. Think, I don't think I think it's gonna be very weird having two Jokers and it's like now it's going to be very different too, or it, because the walking Phoenix one is just like a guy that went nuts that pretty much got bullied into going nuts. We don't know what this new Joker is going to be in the Batman, in the, the, the Batman sequel. Like we don't know what his origin story is because you kind of knew what uh the, you find out what the Riddlers was. And it's kind of this like a real life type of scenario where he got, he was an orphan uh, and stuff like that. So now I'm I'm very curious as to what storyline they go with for this for the new Batman. I think this next Joker Barry 
I think he's going to be neck and neck with Heath Ledger. He looks terrifying. Have you seen him in anything else? No, I'm saying like the pictures they posted though, like where his teeth are all mangled and his face looks scarred. Looks- Watch kill- the killing of the sacred deer and tell me this guy cannot play the Joker. I've had that one on my list. Uh, is that good? It's really good. It's one of those. I feel like Colin Farrell has kind of been typecasted in these like very dry, unemotional types of characters that he plays, like the mm-hmm. lobster killing the sacred deer, yep. which same actor. Um, uh, after Yang, an A24 movie he was in, which those three films, he kind of just plays like, I don't want to say the same character, but yeah. uh, it, it's hard to compare it to anything, but it's like he's very monotone in the way he acts from beginning to end. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unlike the Penguin. <laughs> he was great as the Penguin, I thought. He's great in everything. He's my favorite actor, probably. He's, he's your favorite? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, uh, Looper in Bruges. Not Looper. Uh, Minority Report. In yeah. Bruges. Um, uh, seven Psychopaths. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's good. Um, what was I going to say? I watched, so I, I wrote about it today. I watched a bunch of different movies recently. I kind of, so the fighter and vice were on there. I had a couple others. I, I want to kind of get your opinion. Do you, have you seen her with Joaquin Phoenix? Yep. Is Did that, you like it? Is that Jennifer Lawrence? As yeah. The, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Like uh, Scarlett Johansson's the voice. Scarlett Johansson. I love her. She's great. Um, oh, oh, her. I thought you, see, do you like oh, the movie her? Sorry. I'm, I love Scarlett Johansson. Yes. She is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a movie. I like it. I, I thought it just. I'm not going to rewatch it, but yeah. it's relatively kind of what I thought it was going to be going into it. Yeah, I, I see it got like very. It, it's a like another one of those, I think, movies that gets uh, very high reviews from like a certain film crowd. Um, where I don't know. You know, it, it's. I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Um, Another one was Chef. Have you seen that? Another one was Chef. No, no uh, Chef, the next movie I, I saw. I've not seen Chef. I'm going to that up. That just got added to HBO Max. Is it new? Um, No, it came out in, I believe, 2014. Um, With Robert Downey Jr. Yep, uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. No, recommend? I would definitely would watch it. It's a feel good movie. Um, and you know, the food they make in it looks like so good too. Cause it, it, it's about like this five star chef that I think that was a really, really good one. I liked um, okay. Jerry Maguire. Have you seen that with Tom Cruise? Yeah. I, that might be like my favorite Tom Cruise. I like when Tom Cruise acts like Top Gun. He's not really <laughs> acting um, mission impossible. Again, he's not, not really acting like, Tom Cruise is being Tom Cruise in those movies. Like this. Uh, That's like Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. And it's like Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg too. Like Mark Wahlberg isn't a, an actor. Robert Downey Jr. being Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But I, I like this where he's like charismatic. Like he, he's good in Jerry Maguire. I really enjoyed it. I do like uh, Tom. I, I actually do like Tom Cruise a lot though. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's great. Um, I watched a clockwork orange for the first time. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm, I didn't realize he's Terrence. In, yeah, 
I literally saw like an old interview because I was looking up scenes from that, and I didn't realize he's Terrence in Entourage. Yeah. I was um, like, wow, this is awesome. This is crazy. Have you heard of that new Firestarter movie on Peacock? Um, no. It's the third remake of this movie. Well, all right. So it came out in 84, I think, with mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore when she was like like six or five. She was yeah. very young. Um, and then they made like a weird part one, part two, like like uh like a like a three-hour movie cut in half, pretty much. And a two movies gotcha. in the early two thousands. And the main villain of that was uh Malcolm McDowell. Really? Yeah. So what did you think of Clockwork Orange? Um, I thought it was – it's definitely one that was had to have been before its time. Um, I, don't, you know, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't think that would do very well right now. Uh, well, no, I'm saying just, like, shock value-wise. Like, sure. Like, one of the opening scenes, um, a girl is, you know, getting raped in, in, by, a, like, a rival gang. And then they just break out into like a very bizarre fight. And like the fight I find hilarious because it's like these three stooges kind of moves that they're doing where like you can literally see like a guy like jump up so he can get thrown through a window. Like the fight scenes to me are very comical, but it's also coming off the heels of a very like serious thing that just happened where like a girl runs off the stage naked. It's uh, bizarre, but I really enjoyed the movie as a whole. I forgot that's how it started. And that's not even like the only rape of that movie, right? No, th- there's the one where um, Malcolm McDowell, or, uh, his character, like yeah. pretty much they paralyze a guy and then he rapes his wife like right in front of him. And you're like, what is going on? Like this is. I do like the only reason he's thrown in jail is accidentally killing somebody. Yeah, th- that like that's the crimes they get him on. The The best was his parole officer just like showing up in his yeah. house um but it, i thought it was very good um if he you know is it one i'm gonna definitely go back and rewatch right away uh no um i'm not a big kubrick fan at least like uh, some of his i don't like tales one space odyssey very much um clockwork orange I know Metal Jacket's my favorite movie. By Metal me. Jacket, but doesn't even feel like a Kubrick movie comparing it to the other two. No. Um, the Shining probably would be, people would say that's probably his best one. That or the Space Odyssey, but I'd say yeah. if you're going off like crowd favorites, it's probably The Shining. I actually forgot about The Shining. Probably, I also, out of all those movies, I probably like Jack Nicholson the most. He had a crazy, like, final run, though, like, from 2001 A Space Odyssey to Eyes Wide Shut in between that. He had Clockwork Orange, Barry Lyndon, The Shining, and Full Metal Jacket, like, all between 1968 and 1999, which is a pretty, for a director, is a very impressive run for a guy that started in the 50s. Like, that, that's a great run for him. For sure. Um, and then the other movie I watched was uh, There Will Be Blood. The uh, Yep, 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 yep. I, uh, Dana Day Lewis. Um, Paul Dano's great in it. I Paul think Dano. Playing, uh, also, it's terrifying in that, too. Yeah. He gets um, fucked. <laughs> what? At the end? Oh, it, the ending is, like, just so intense. Um, Found the blood. Like, Found my the my blood. favorite line through that is when he's, like, uh, Daniel Day Lewis is trying to, like, 
bargain about getting like either new land or like areas to drill. And the guy, Al is like kind of arguing with him and he just turns to him. He's like, don't get thick with me, Al. And like, just in the middle of like the, the argument just says that to him. I started dying. Cause like some of the things he says in that are so hilarious coming from like that accent and just how serious Daniel day Lewis is. It makes it, I think even funnier. For but sure. That Daniel Plainview character has got to be one of like the all time great, you know, villains in a movie or like an anti-hero at least just because he is just so swift as a businessman in this and just an absolute bully throughout. And for some reason you kind of want him to succeed. <laughs> yeah. When he beats up uh, Paul Dano, Eli Sunday and that, like not when he kills him, but when he like slaps him around in the mud was, I thought. I a, loved it. A great uncomfortable scene. Cause I, people are watching like around and he's literally just like slapping him and dragging him through mud. Uh, yeah. it, it was crazy. So yeah, I, I definitely, I like that one probably the most of the ones I did watch this, uh, this past weekend. What's the first one you said again? Um, it was the, the fighter, but then her also. The fighter is probably my favorite out of all those. Yeah. The fighter is definitely probably the one I'd rewatch the most. I mean, I'm not going to really rewatch, uh, clockwork orange or uh there will be blood because there will there be will blood. be blood is kind of a slow burn very slow very slow burn yeah. I, I agree there is that. a payoff and i mean the whole thing you stay very engaged with the story that's going on um it was pretty fuck when he was like you're not my son <laughs> yeah he, he like he's pretty much just and then, no, the, I think the worst part of that scene is where he's like, uh, why don't you say it? Why don't you say it to me? And he makes yeah. his, uh, his son, like, say it to, like, speak. He's like, that yeah. wasn't so hard, was it? Very, uh, a, a great Daniel Day-Lewis performance. I'd say that or Gangs in New York, probably his best movie. Yep. Um, For sure. So, okay, so we kind of got derailed a little bit. How did you land going to this premiere? um um literally just straight up instagram ads it was nothing about being in the right place right time it was just people trying them trying to get this people to go to this film and it was two minutes from where i worked um ridgewood really nice area um the movie had to be a couple hundred people it was packed not one seat without somebody in it um it was insane it was yeah Holy shit. I'm going to send you a link to this website. Um, They do a lot of, there's this one movie theater in Massachusetts that does a lot of free movie screenings. Oh, really? Yeah. So you didn't have to pay for this? Nope. Really? Nope. Didn't have to pay. Didn't have to like know anybody. Um, Just the importance of it is trying to get, try. I had to be under a certain demographic of between 18 and 65 or 59 i'm in that um and um uh, i'll cut this out do you see are we gonna get cut off um i see it. i'm trying to upgrade us right now okay you don't you don't have to worry about cutting it out it's all right <laughs> um trying i'm literally doing it as we're talking i'm okay. listening though like so you filled something out pretty much and they were just like, yeah, just come see a Christian Bell movie. Yep. Um, yeah. And then at the end of the, 
movie, um, everybody got a cell phone and they had to put their input on it. Like it asked us 20 ish questions. And at the end uh, we were, if you wanted to, you could, <laughs> that was funny. Um, at the end, you we the were, alert? yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, at the end we were, um, we had like a Q and a with not mm-hmm. a Q and a, but kind of like a little audience meeting with the filmmakers to talk about what we liked we didn't like something like that also if tribeca film fest is going on right now just try to come down new york city when this oh um i mean just timing wise i'm gonna tell you this did you ask me if i liked if i watched better call saul i did well breaking Um, bad i'm on better call saul now okay so yes to both i guess but um they're playing um the first episode of the neck of the last of the next part of better call Saul at tribeca with like bob odenkirk and everyone there when is it all this week it's this weekend Ooh. like uh it's obviously the filmmakers and then or the producer um yeah. and then the whole cast like raya seahorn um mm. Odenkirk yeah everybody there it's gonna be like the first time they're airing that first episode wow so okay I want to talk about that but first, so did you have to sign like an, an, a non-disclosure like an NDA when you watched this movie or no yes okay I because I, I, I was definitely curious about that how that all worked where it was kind of more so w- was the director there like the producers yep the director the producers uh, I think it was the I think the director wrote it I don't remember. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, but I mean, that website that I was telling you that has a lot of early screenings, those are films that have been beyond like marketed, advertised, um, being pushed pretty heavy right now. This one, Christian Bale is a pretty popular actor. And He's probably a top, this- like a, a top five acting name of the past 20 years, I'd say. Yeah, especially of these last couple of decades. Yeah. Uh, oh, you said 20. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the fact that nobody really knows about this movie and they're kind of keeping it a little quiet until they mm. start pushing it for Netflix. That's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pumped about that. Anything Bale's in, I'll watch. So I, I, I think you'll like it a lot. All right. I like to hear that. Um, so Breaking Bad, I just finished it. Um, Kind of, so I I'm, I'm fresh on it. So I like I know. Did, uh, did you watch El Camino? Not yet. I'm. I'm okay. I was actually planning on watching it this week. Um, that's like Jesse's. Uh, like how he ends up pretty much, right? Yeah, I don't love it. Um, it's not a spoiler, but to me, it feel. It's a movie, but to me, it feels like an additional episode or two after Breaking Bad that wasn't really needed. Gotcha. That's what I, that's what uh, I listened to a podcast that when El Camino came out, they said that more like uh, it could have been just a few, like a, a two episode, like a two part episode or something yeah. with it versus like a, a hype up for a movie. Cause I feel like what your interpretation of how, like of how they left Jesse at Breaking Bad is kind of ambiguous. Like, you know, he's free, but then, but then what? Like uh, see, me, like seeing having not seen El Camino yet, I just assume Jesse ends up somewhere like, like I, I don't know, like Idaho or like 
Montana, just trying to like live a somewhat normal life, but just falls back into drugs. Uh, do I, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, that's just what I assume. Like as somebody that just finished the series. I wish. <laughs> oh, it's a bummer. Is, is it, who, who's your favorite me. character throughout the, throughout the show? Of Breaking Bad? Yeah. I feel like my answer is different after Better Call Saul. Like, I feel like okay. uh, I don't want to say Walter. Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Like, right now, like, I'm just on, like, a Saul kick. Like, yeah, no, that... And Saul is like a great side character in Breaking Bad. Like, uh, and, and so like him, uh, the best is when uh, they both try to run away, him and Walter White. And like, they end up in that same like uh, underground bedroom waiting to get picked up pretty much. Yeah. I thought that was just hilarious. But, you know, if I, if I had to go through that whole series. Oh, probably Badger. Badger is your favorite character of like the whole Breaking Bad series. Great character. Jesus. Um, hey, he's. I don't want to pick a character like a Walter, a Jesse, a Saul, I, but I love Badger. I loved what's his Skinny name the, the whole time he was in it. Gus. Gus. Um, Very important part of Better Call Saul. And I love Hank too. Like Hank is just, I, I thought was hilarious throughout. And like, yep. I, I love the whole plot where it's pretty much, he's like this great DEA agent. And essentially, like, he's he pretty much restarted the whole blue meth case. How, like, got everybody, like, kicked everybody in the ass about it at the DEA office. Was like, hey, this stuff is popping up again. Like, let's keep looking for it. Is, like, this genius in that whole department. And then just um, his brother-in-law is pretty much just dealing meth right under his nose. Or is cooking meth. Like, the biggest meth cook in the whole Southwest. Uh, Mike Urban Chirau is also a big part mm-hmm. of Better Call Saul. Yeah, I mean, he, he starts off early as uh, the ticket guy at the court, where yep. uh, him and Saul pretty much fight every day about that. You don't oh, so enough. you started break, Better Call Saul. Yeah, you don't have enough tickets. <laughs> you, oh, no, no, what is it? Stickers, stickers, you don't have enough stickers. Gotta go back. <laughs> gotta, gotta go back. Does this uh, make you feel good? Does this make you feel good? Now I have to walk all the way back there and get another sticker. I'm going, I'll be right back. I'm going to show you something I bought when I was 13 real quick. Is this Breaking Bad related? Yep. All right. So Brett is uh, off camera currently, off mic, uh, going to get something he bought when he was, like you said, 13, Breaking Bad related. So I am very curious as to to what this could be. If it's uh, maybe a poster or an action figure, possibly a t-shirt. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I definitely got on the Breaking Bad kick way too late. Oh, Brett's back. Is that an RV? Oh, it's the RV. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's um, awesome. I bought that when I was, like, 13 at a comic book store, like, right next to where I live. So, was that, like, peak Breaking Bad when you were 13? <laughs> That's uh, awesome. I... That's cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was... I think that was still before the finale. Oh, wow. Okay. Because the finale would have been the fall of my freshman year of high school. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, and 
what would you say would be like your your least favorite kind of plot line throughout the show? Like your favorite and least favorite, like one that you couldn't really care about. Um, and then one you like obviously love, like not like the main thing where it's like he's cooking meth to, to get money for his family, but like kind of stuff that popped up throughout seasons. See, one thing that like, like when I said I just bought those, mm-hmm. I was so young when I watched that that I don't mm-hmm. remember that show as vividly as I would have liked. Yeah. So right after Better Call Saul ends, Zoe and I are gonna rewatch Breaking Bad. Um, gotcha. She watches. She watched Breaking Bad, and we're watching Better Call Saul. But we're there's so much that I forgot. Yeah. But then there's so much that's referenced in Better Call Saul that I'm like, I get it, right. but I want to get it even more. No, that makes um, sense. probably something Jesse related. I feel like I remember just getting very annoyed at Jesse. I remember like uh, on TikTok, like they, I ended up on Breaking Bad TikTok before I watched the show. So I don't know book. how, like the algorithm just like led me there and then I watched the show. Um, and I remember seeing like all these TikToks about Jane and like Jane was in it for like three episodes. Oh, uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, she was in it for the people were making it like she was like a main character. Like I understand her plot, like why Jessica who Jesse is, yeah. it's kind of like part of that. But like she was in it for three episodes. I thought this was going to be like a long haul type of thing. Yeah. Which what's crazy is I feel like, you know, with it being years since I watched that show, if you told me how long she was in that show, I probably would have told you a full season. Like it I think feels like technically, but like scenes were like episodes where she's actually like in it versus just like a reference or like a quick, you see her through like at the, at the uh, house is probably two or three. I mean, you see her death, you see when they go to like the art museum and stuff like that. But other than when that, Walter's she, in the room watching mm-hmm. her die. That is a, that, that I think was the turn like from Walter White to Heisenberg right there. Like watching your partner's uh, girlfriend die and just not do anything about it was wild. Did you watch Jessica Jones? Jessica Jones? Yeah. Remember when Netflix was doing uh, like Marvel shows like Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage? I never got into those. Jessica Jones was the one right after Daredevil. And the girl that played Jane was the main character of that show. Oh, I thought her name was Jessica Jones. No. Oh. Well, in the show. <laughs> no, no. I thought her name, like her actual name was uh, no, Jessica No, I don't know Jones. her name. She's an alchemy now. Okay. Oh. But I, I must have been like a flashback. Yeah, yeah. She's got to be. Oh, she's in uh, she's out of my league. A, a very funny uh, Jay, Jay Barshell, Jay Barishel or whatever uh, movie yeah. from the mid-2000s. Very, very funny movie. Um, but yeah, so that was that. Breaking Bad was definitely uh, better in, than I thought. Uh, I would probably put it, like, if I had to do my top five TV shows, I did my top 50. Um, and like that was after I'd only seen seasons one and two of Breaking Bad, so it was lower. I would probably put that in the fifth spot. Um, I've got Entourage one, yep. Friday Night Lights two, Bojack Horseman three, The Sopranos four, and Breaking Bad five. Law and Order SVU gets the boot. Aaron Paul is in two out of five. I and like dummy me, I didn't even realize Aaron Paul is in, uh, like is 
one of the biggest characters in BoJack Horseman. Yeah. I was like looking through the cast one day. I was looking through Aaron Paul's like IMDb and I'm like, oh, he was in BoJack Horseman. Oh, he was in 60 episodes of BoJack Horseman. I was like, oh my God, he plays Todd. Like, this is awesome. He's the best character. Yeah. But that's another very, I think that's a, a, you either like really like it or hate it show for people. Um, And I've rewatched that a few times. I really enjoy it, but Entourage definitely takes that one spot. I feel like you with better uh, break breaking bad was kind of like me when I watched the wire in the sense mm-hmm. of, I mean, obviously the wire, I started watching it much longer after that ended opposed to you mm-hmm. watching breaking bad. Yeah. But popularity wise, they're not far from each other on like top five, top 10 of all time, all time on IMDb. Like, yeah. no, they're pretty close. Yeah. Um, but I got into The Wire knowing this is one of the best shows of all time. And I'm like, why? Like, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I agree with that opinion. Um, I was watching Breaking Bad when it was on, which now that I think back on it, I don't know if I should have been because I was yeah. like, I'm like doing the timetable in my head. I'm like, I don't think this is this, this is a great as like Gus Fring is jamming a box cutter into a dude's neck. Yeah, I probably started when I was 13. So I started around when the first part of season four started. Okay. And then I was caught up for the finale. Gotcha. Um, I was not 10 years old watching them cook some meth. Um, and you started Breaking Bad with that same kind of opinion, with that same kind of universal perception of that show being one of the best shows ever. Yeah. Um, so do you, I mean, obviously you told me your top five. Do you think it, um, you know, led up to that? Breaking Bad? Yep. It's, I, I'd say I put it in my top five. No, I, as, yeah. but As at number five. So yeah, that surprised me that you said, not surprised me, but I'm happy to hear that it was still yeah. better than you thought it would be. Yeah, no, it definitely, because I didn't know, like, I, you know, I, you hear it's hyped up and I, I don't think there's going to be a show like, well, I like Entourage a lot more. I think Sopranos is the best, one of the best dramas ever. And like without Sopranos, there's no Breaking Bad. Without Breaking Bad, there's no Ozark, which essentially comes from there being no Sopranos. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, if you look at the, the similarities between the Sopranos and uh, Breaking Bad, this is not a new thing that I'm coming up with either. I'm sure people have said this before, but it, it's you, you have a guy that pretty much becomes a, the main character just becomes an even bigger monster over time throughout the show. Yeah. You have annoying kids. Um, what what's for breakfast, dad? Like I hated that. I, I absolutely hated Walter Jr. Yeah. Um, Ozark is breaking bad if Jason uh, or if, if Skyler wasn't annoying. Oh, Skyler's the worst. But Wendy is like Wendy's just like Wendy is if Skyler was like pretty much helping walter like yeah skyler could have been wendy oh god skyler like the, the best my favorite like moment with skyler in it is when she just like i had sex with ted benicky today and then just like walks and puts stuff on the table i'm like this this asshole you're gonna do that to walter you're really gonna do that to Walter. Like, i was so baffled but it was also just hilarious in the moment did you finish Ozark? 
No, I, I, I wasn't like huge on Ozark. I couldn't get, get through. Where did you lead off? Like middle of season two, honestly. Okay. I was just like, but um, I, I definitely, oh, it's good. It just, it wasn't for me, I guess. I definitely should give it, a, I'm probably going to give it a shot again. Because I think you'll like it. I, think I really liked good. season one. And maybe after seeing Breaking Bad too, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find like a new, new soft spot for it, I guess. But yeah, um, I will say, oh, um, the dude who played, oh, I don't even know. Look up Beth's cousin on Google for Ozark. I don't know if you remember who that is. Beth's cousin, Ozark. I forgot his name, but if you see his face, um, because that actor also played a very small part in that new Christian Bale film. Talking about Wyatt. I am talking about Wyatt. I couldn't remember his oh, name. Oh, the kid with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, that girl that played Beth, I would say that she is the biggest, um, thing to come out of Walter, uh, the, the biggest thing to come out of Ozark that of an actor not being too established already. Like Jason Bateman and Laura Linney are already like, they're pretty at their peak already. Julia Garner is doing like, she was in that new, uh, Inventing Anna show on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, I think that came out right before the second half of the new season of Ozark. And she is, uh, she was just offered and maybe she accepted the new part of uh, Madonna and her new biopic. Oh, she did. I, I'm that, that's a uh, one I'll definitely be interested in. Yeah. And she's great. I think everybody else in that show, she's probably the biggest like person to come out of it who nobody really knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. Who would is yeah. who would you say that for Breaking Bad? Jesse? I'd say yeah, probably Aaron Paul. Yeah. Or even honestly Walter White. Uh, uh Brian. Eh. Cuz you got Malcolm in the Middle after. Before. Was Malcolm in the Middle before or after? Like over a decade before. Oh really? Oh Jesus. I, I like that. grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, no, you know what? That timeline's making a lot of sense now. <laughs> making a lot of sense. Yeah, no that Oh yeah, first episode two thousand. <laughs> so yeah, I'd go uh, probably Aaron Paul or uh, you know I would say like Dean Norris, but he hasn't been in anything really after. Who's that? Is that Hank? Hank. Okay. Hank. He was in. Was he in that show? Uh, that um, dome show after. Oh, I know. He might have been. Did they try to put him in that? That Stephen so. King show? Under the Dome, yeah. Last Is he in that? Yeah, two years. Yeah. There's certain people that they try to push. Like, Aaron Paul, I think everybody tried to hop on that train after Breaking Bad, and I don't think it did very well. Like, he was in probably still a great season. He was probably in the least best season of uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like they probably would have tried to make like a franchise out of that need for speed stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't really gotten to where people kind of expected him to be after Breaking Bad. Yeah. Is it need for speed? Hank Hank went to Harvard. (laughs) Hank or the actor? Dean Norris, but but he, he he's like this is a guy, he'll be defined by 
his role as Hank, like the rest of his life, I feel like, unless he's in like an, another great thing. But like you look at him, you're like, that's Hank. It's Hank. Like Cranston, I feel like you there's a mix definitely of people that like grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle or people that watch Breaking Bad. You could look at him as either. You, check out IMDb. If you see the films that he's in, it's not like he's like a cameo role. Like no, um, he was in the Kevin Did you watch Hart Your Honor? Movie. No. That was a really good show. He played the main character of that. Um, but then many other films like Argo, like Freddy's in Argo. Yeah, like he's just he's in a lot of movies that like he has a pretty sizable role in. What's his name? Walter White or uh, Flynn? He'll be defined by his role as uh, Walter White Jr. Whoever played him, like that, like the majority of the actors in that will definitely be defined by like what they did in Breaking Bad. Like that'll be. You'll look at them, and that's, like, the first thing you'll think of. I remember seeing a Hollywood Undead music video when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and the beginning of that music video had Walter White Jr. in it. Jesus Christ. It's tremendous. Why? <laughs> what? It's tremendous. It's so bizarre. I would remember that actor from a Hollywood Undead music video. What's his name? We, we've kind of been, like, uh, Jesse Plemons was very good in Breaking Bad. Yep. And then again, another movie we I, I just watched Vice. I still don't understand his role fully in Vice. He was just like the narrator in it. Um, yeah, but like he he's kind of made a bit of a comeback. I think his biggest role. He's in two of the, I think the biggest TV shows of the past twenty years in Friday Night Lights and Breaking Bad, and plays you know substantial roles in both. <laughs> I think the first thing I well I know he was in Breaking Bad. I saw Breaking Bad before this, but. Did you watch Game Night? Game Night? No, I don't think so. He played a pretty creepy cop in that. It's a who's in that again? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've seen like. Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, yeah. He's like he's fourth build in this. Oh, he's yeah, he's watched that movie. All right. Kyle Chandler, who is uh Friday Night Lights, Coach Taylor. Couch. Um. Mayor of Kingstown. This dude is like, one, he's on the poster of that show. Clemens like, or Kyle Chandler? Kyle Chandler. He is on the poster of that show and got got in the first episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude got pissed, oh, yeah, brain got blown out. The first guy on the poster. Did you, did you just look that up? <laughs> I didn't realize he gets killed. In the first. He, got, he got his brains blown in the first episode. He was awesome in uh, what's it called? Why am I blanking right now? Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah, like, everybody. Is that was like the the perfect role for him though. Like that FBI agent that couldn't really relate to a guy like Jordan Belfort. Um, and like you see the two differences when like they're they're negotiating on the boat or like and uh Belfort tries to or Leo tries to like bribe him. I thought was great. Um, and another one he's good in is uh, Manchester by the Sea, playing Casey Affleck's brother. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's a good – I recommend that one for you. That That's a, a tearjerker, definitely. Yeah? What's your biggest tearjerker? Ooh. So I'm a bitch, and seven pounds with Will Smith would be mine. Oh, I had it, actually. I, I saw you seen movie- that? Huh? I have not seen that. I saw a movie thing a while back and I like tweeted about tweeted it out 
And one of the things on there was like a movie that makes you cry. Um, I, I, I forget what I put. Oh, mine has to be like, no doubt about it. Like I'm going to start crying when I see it is up. Like the oh, opening yeah. scene up, like I'm going to be like my, I'm going to be bawling my eyes out in that. I don't know. Like it's all, all the Disney, the Disney movies have like a way of just doing that. Like they'll, it's a great, like great plot, like cute characters. And then just fucking rip your heart out and make you want to just cry. Yeah. I'm trying oh perks of being a wallflower i'd say is definitely one of Ooh, those two yep that's a sad movie um it's but like happy movie also but yeah it, it's like a very it's a very mix like it, it the it's an emotion, emotional roller coaster andrew yeah that's that's the term for it it hits you like every which way though you're like oh i'm super happy and then you just get you know I, I do want you to watch this movie but seven pounds okay he so will smith's character uh, I forgot how long ago this happens before, like, the actual timeline of the film. Mm-hmm. But he kills seven people, including his wife, in an automobile accident. And he spends, like, the rest of his life using his, like, body parts to save seven people for the seven lives that he killed. Like, giving somebody bone marrow, a kidney. God. But then he falls in love with this one woman and he kills himself and gives her his heart. Oh, Jesus. That, oh, my God. But, like, the end of that, just, like, the concept of loving someone so much and literally giving them your heart, that got me. Oh, God, that's so fucking sad. And I think he got, I think he did it with, like, jellyfish. I think he put, like, jellyfish in a bathtub or something weird like that. he killed himself? I think so. It could oh. be something like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's brutal. It was incredible. It's tremendous. Yeah, I'd say definitely perks me in a wallflower up in Manchester by the sea would be yeah. my theory. Um, so I want to talk about the WWE signing stuff. We talked about it a little bit uh, before we started taping. But so the WWE has kind of made a splash where they've been signing college athletes. We've been following it, obviously, because wrestlers are getting signed. Like, uh, the big, the first two big ones that were uh, got, got signed that we that kind of piqued our interest were Gable and Ferrari. Now, uh, Ferrari and Col- Paris, right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Paris was there, too. Oh, and no, and Gable. Gable. I'm sorry. Yeah, No, yeah. but I forgot about Paris. That's uh, – <clears throat> I for- completely forgot. He kind of signed around that same time they all did. Um, yeah. But now it seems like a new wave of guys got signed, guys and girls, I should say. Um, and Colton Schultz, I, for at least us, seems like the headline guy that just got signed out of that. And, and it's very that see that one to me is very surprising. I know you said you're a little surprised about it too. Um, or, or, yeah, it, it's not the it's not the most charismatic group. Um, they're not the biggest charmers. If anybody of them is a charmer, it's AJ Ferrari that gets signed. That got signed. And that's the least likely one I see going that route. I see Ferrari on his legs straddling the cage of an octagon after he knocks somebody out and just screaming into a mic. That feels most. Uh, I see him going to like the acting or something. Like I don't. Well, he's gonna try everything. Like I feel like. He is going to try WWE. He's definitely going to try UFC at some point. He or, said or some it, type of MMA. 
he said in an interview in Stillwater that he's gonna his at a at Final X in Stillwater, which was nothing compared to Final X New York City, which we'll talk about next time. Yep. Um but yeah, like he was talking about he's still gonna try to make the 2024 Olympic team and mm-hmm. win a gold medal in the Olympics. Okay. Yeah. Um and then after that, he's gonna go uh, the pro wrestling route, which I just don't see happening. I think he likes the idea of it, but I think that's all it is. I think he just likes the idea of it what more. Sucks is like he would be if it wasn't so scripted, like down to a T. He would be so great. <clears throat> I think in that because he's just got a great personality. Like I don't look at Mason Paris and think, "Wow, this kid's got it." Like, he has the it factor, like, uh, where he can work a mic. And that's the same with Colton Shorts and even Gable. Gable will be – like, Gable's got that star power where he's a very – he's a big guy, he's an athlete, but he's not a, a very charismatic character. Well, I mean, have you ever heard Brock Lesnar on a microphone? I have. It, it's he's not, not like great. a 12-year-old girl. It's, yeah, it's, like, not great, but I don't know. It just – I feel like I mean coming in now, like you've got such star power, like working the mic helps, like that it's a huge help. And if you could do that, you're automatically gonna be, get a tear up in the WWE, where you can like pump up a crowd by not just um, doing a move where you can like pretty much give a little speech. Yeah, you know I know you don't follow that world too much but i will say this is there mm-hmm. one person that you know of in wwe that you were like oh my god they will do something they they have that it factor they will succeed in wwe and they did um no because like when i like the few times i've watched wwe it's been like I'm watching the big names and like the stars, um, you know, a, a guy that I think will have a very big career in the world of WWE is Pat McAfee. Um, I agree. I, I mean, the, the match he had was unbelievable. Like he looked awesome. And then like was announcing the whole night, had a match. And then I think it was at the Royal rumble or, or the SmackDown or some, some giant event. I think it was the Royal rumble had a match and then went back to announcing like he is, a very entertaining guy and can work the mic is a very good athlete. And just like, he's a fan favorite. Um, so I think he will definitely have a big career in maybe not, but probably not as a wrestler, but in just that whole world of wrestling. Well, what about you? Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I do agree that Pat Mac- McAfee is probably one of the best personalities out of that right now. But part of that has to do with, uh, part of that has to do with one who he is outside of that has to do with him being himself. Yeah. Like who he is on like the commentary table is the same person who he is on his podcast, yeah. which I don't think far is going to have that luxury like because this. real. Yeah. Cause real oh, Ferrari impression that was tremendous. Tremendous because real Ferrari is unfiltered. Yeah. Is unfilterable. 600 pound deadlift, baby. Let's go. Like, it's so off the cuff. Like, he probably, he definitely had that prepared Ferrari. Like, I don't think he did. 
you don't think I feel like at some point in his head he was like, I'm going, I'm telling people about this deadlift. Like I'm letting them know. Yeah. No, I I just <laughs> I don't see it personally. Like the real wrestlers that have gone that route, like uh I forgot his name, but his name is Chad Gable in WWE. He was a Greco guy. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Um they are only successful in there because of their actual like wrestling ability, quote unquote, like what they've, yeah. how they've been able to adapt to that type of wrestling and the people that are successful on the microphone, like the rock, let's say, like I'd say the rock is probably top three of all time on the mm-hmm. microphone. You still told what to say relatively or somewhat. And part of that is still, just kind of being like one of those company men just kind of yeah. doing which i don't see ferrari doing no ferrari will not be a company guy yeah uh, like he's that. already not a wrestling guy like he wasn't even like enrolled in college this year supposedly really at least second semester i don't think jesus uh, that's he's, he's definitely a character uh to, to say the least um before we, we close a little bit, are there any wrestlers that you think would be good on the pod? Because we need a new wave of guys going through NCAAs next year. Like, we had our four. We had Amos, uh, uh, Hilliger, Ridge Lovett, and Stephen Buchanan. We need more. Uh, who, Here's who a question. Who dark horses that we think we can get on the pod that we could – Going for? into this past season, who do you think out of those four would have done the best? Best. Um, I would have guessed Amos. Beginning yeah, of last – I would have said Amos off. I love it. Honestly, would have been like the third guy for me. I agree. I think Hilger would have been last. Yeah, because Buchanan was good last year. He like yeah, Buchanan was very good last year. And then did he? He didn't make it. He didn't make it to the finals this past year. No, it was uh, Warner and uh, Dean. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah, I would have definitely said probably Amos. Buchanan, Lovett, Hilger. And Hilger didn't place. The only two the, of those two that placed was uh, Lovett and Buchanan. Lovett was in the finals. I don't think anybody has. Which yeah. is, I loved seeing it. I, I want to get him back on soon. For I'm sure. Back out. Um, I'll make a little list of who I think would be accessible. My white and whale this offseason is Wyatt Hendrickson of Air Force. Let's get him. I want him bad. Because, like, he... <laughs> I also like. I don't want to like bash him and then have him on, but like he disappointed so much. I feel like he's so that. young, though. Like I know, but like I, I was so pumped. Like I was like, this is my dark horse. Like this is my guy that's gonna take like third. I didn't think he was gonna make the finals, but I was like, this is my guy who's gonna definitely take t- uh, third or fourth. And people are not gonna know who Wyatt Hendrickson is. He's gonna put Air Force Wrestling on the map. Let's go. And then he didn't place. I was so disappointed. Because I just wanted him to, to play so bad. You wanted him to place right here, but did you think he was going to place right here? That's fair. So, and for the listeners, I pointed to my heart and then brain. That's, you know, it is fair. I, I uh, you know, I definitely thought he'd be a top eight guy, or possibly a top six. Yeah. I mean, one thing about, it's kind of weird that, uh, college heavy right now is very similar to like ufc heavyweight meaning like there's like the top two or three and then 
excuse me, then there's a huge drop off. Like, I mean, this year specifically, or this past year, there was Gable and then a huge drop off. I'd say for UFC, it's like Nganu, uh, uh, Ciro Gan, maybe Curtis Blades, but then huge drop off, Tom Aspinall, but then like the five through eight guys, which are like the five through eight best in the world, are not like there's like trash compared to, compared yeah. to like the top three. Who is that guy at heavyweight next year? Do you think it's kind of like a two, oh I, maybe a man race between Kirk Fleet, Paris, and Cassiope? A healthy Kirk Fleet, I think, wins. I mean, healthy Kirk Fleet's a stud. Paris, I, Paris, it feels like he's just declined a little bit over like his. I don't know. He came in so hot as a freshman that he's just kind of stayed stagnant. I feel like. Uh, Paris. Yeah. Paris started so hot. Um, Almost peaked. Was relatively successful in high school. Um, I I didn't, you know, I didn't think he was going to do as well as he did his early early college career. Um, I think some kind of injury definitely did hold him back a little this year, especially during um, Nationals time, which he did All-American. And not to mention that he did beat Gwiz, like, before last year. People thought very high of Paris. I still think they should. He has a high – possibility that he could at least be a, in the finals next year. Yeah. Do you like Cassiope at all? What do you mean? Just in general to, to compete with either of those two. I mean, he's beaten Kirk this year, mm-hmm. but again, a healthy Kirk, I think is different. Um, and I don't think he's ever beaten Paris. All right. Out of, so uh, on the outside, looking in of those three, who I think are the top three heavyweights going into next year. Um, any guys on the outside intrigue you? Uh, Colton Schultz. Colton Zach Schultz. Willem, uh, Hilger. Colton Tony Schultz. Lord, Colton Schultz. The guy who made the finals this year. I hate him so much. Like, I honestly. Colton Schultz? I fucking hate Colton Schultz. I hate watching Greco, which Greco at Final X this year. Thank God we got the matches that we got at this one because it was actually scoring Greco. Like Alan Vera, like he teched and he got a pin in like the first minute in the first match. And like wrecked the dude in the second. Kamal Bay got like a tech the dude in the first, uh, uh, in the second match, mm-hmm. close first match. Kamal Bay finally back after the weird Usada thing. Um, but yeah, Colin Schultz, you get what you're gonna get with him. He's gonna like somewhat demolish the dudes a lot worse than him. But then those top guys, like he shouldn't have had that close of a match with Jordan Wood for someone that's in the finals, yeah. like. I, I hate Colton Schultz. Unless he comes on the show, then I'll be. Cassiope versus Colin, I'm very interested in. Like, yeah. Cass, uh, to- uh, Cassiope, we're going to see him. Was he in the juniors last year or U23s? I think juniors. So he won a junior title last year, and he's in on the U23 team this year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I... Who was it that, I, that we irrationally hate? From Cal Poly. Uh, Bernie Truax. Truax. Bernie Truax. Fuck Bernie Truax. Completely forgot about that. Would he take third this year or something? Yeah, I, I was, like, so disappointed. Like, I was so, I was so pumped to see, like, a small school guy, like, place. And then I'm like, oh, it's Bernie Truax. 
Should I DM him again? Be like, hey, man, want, really want to get you on the pod. Really love you. No, because he's probably going to say yes, and you're going to like him. Oh, I'm definitely going to like him. Like, I'll uh, – me and Bernie Trucks will be best friends. We'll be hanging out. Like, oh. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, who else is that heavyweight? Um, Tate Orndor from Ohio State. I like Zach Elam. I was going to say something about True. Oh, Truex's only loss before Nationals was to Mark Hall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Jesus Christ. Who wasn't even enrolled in college. Who was a college graduate. That's a pretty good loss to have. Like, that's one, like, you're not going to be too too bummed about. It's so weird when retired guys try to get into, like, um, college tournaments. Like, yeah. David Taylor in Midlands in, like, 2016, 2015. We have a Connecticut guy ranked uh 30th out of 33 heavyweights from app state michael burchell why do i know that name all right he was the dude um, that was, like, roided out like looks absolutely look, oh. like roid freak as a senior in high school that's not the dude that one is that the dude at hand or uh, yeah yeah from hand he's okay um yeah, that dude was humongous. <laughs> for, no, for no reason. I'm like, well, um, I, I know you don't follow UFC too heavy, but Glover, who threw that fight away in the last 20 seconds on Saturday. Um, You're talking he, about Glover Teixeira here? Yeah. Um, yeah. He was winning out of the – did you just look that up? Yeah, I was like – I just literally typed in Glover UFC. Um, he was winning on the scorecards, going to the fifth. He was winning yeah. the fifth the whole fight and got submitted in the last, like, 20-ish seconds. Um, he lives in Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, really? Yeah. He lost to Jiri. Yuri Prohaska. Yuri Prohaska. That's what I was in. That was my next yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send you a video. He, um, he came back to uh, either yesterday or today. He's mm. from Czech Republic, and they had, like, a huge, like, uh, not riots, not the right word, but the amount of people that were there to see him was really like a, cool. Like a festival form, a parade of sorts. Yeah, parade. That's a good. One. That's awesome. A riot to see him. A right, yeah. They're grabbing at his clothes and trying to t- tear him down. I love it. Um. Oh, before we really wrap up, final acts. How was it? It's tremendous. Um, you and Sean went. And Zoe. <laughs> Jesus. It- you better marry this girl. You, you've dragged her around to so much wrestling that, yeah, she said she liked it at first, but it gets, Dude, she to, loves it. It gets to a point where, she, where she's going to end up, uh, she's going to stop lying to you and telling you that she loves wrestling. Dude, her favorite is Sarah Hildebrandt. She loves her cats. That's a good, um, call. That's a good, that's a good call. Dude, in the boring matches, she was watching or she was playing Pokemon Go. So we have the best of both worlds right there. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. It was good though. Like pretty much all the people you'd want to see going to like a uh that kind of wrestling event. Like it was awesome to see David Taylor, yep. Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs, Jason Nolf, Zahid, Helen Marulis, Hildebrandt. Like pretty much the best of the best and relatively three of the top four or five best in the last 20 years were there. And it was awesome. That is sweet. That is that no is- match disappointed. Uh there was a big bit of like a point discrepancy in like the second matches, like mm-hmm. Zahid versus DT. The first match was pretty close. DT like teched him in the second match. Um, Jordan Burroughs versus Chance Marcel went to the third, which was interesting. Wow. I love uh, Marcel. He, he's 
He's awesome. He's such. He has such a unique uh, frame. He's like a human wall. He also uh, just looks like a dude. Like he, like you look he? at him, you just be like, yeah, it's just a. Dude. Like if you saw him there, and he was not wearing it, like maybe just like down there, you'd be like, oh, like who are you like taking pictures of? You think he'd just be like a photographer or something? He looks like he works at a gym. Yeah, yeah. He honestly reminds me of like a, a younger Flynn, is what I see. He hundred percent. Like, That's what Sean said, actually. <laughs> um. Uh. Dake and Nolf close in the first match. Nolf mm-hmm. actually took him down at one point. Um, was not close in the second. Uh, Helen murdered the girl in both matches. Um, it was great. Uh, the I gotta send you some pictures that Definitely. for a wrestling crowd at the Hulu Theater and MSG, there must have. I don't think there was one seat empty. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, next year you have to come down. I 100% will. And there's no way they're not going to be there next year. Like, that's the only place I've seen that is sold out for wrestling. All right. I love that. Yeah, I'll definitely come down for that. I'm, I, I'm... And it helps having, like, well, Vito and Gilman were at the Stillwater one, but let's just say they were at the New York one. Like, uh, Vito, Cornell, like some more Cornell fans right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just helps that a lot of the guys were from the Northeast or wrestle in the Northeast. Which is great. You get that pencil, that Penn State, Ohio State, Cornell, Cornell, Rutgers, Princeton, like any any of the Ivy Leagues, any of that EIWA guys that wrestle that they're going to draw that crowd right to New York. So it's just the center of everything. Exactly. Which that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you saw any videos or pictures, but the Stillwater one had pretty pretty poor attendance. Really, Stillwater. It's like, but it's also like if you're going to travel for one of them. Would you rather travel to Stillwater, Oklahoma, or New York City? Like, but then if you just compare the two match cards, besides like a very select few people, like Snyder, Cox, mm-hmm. Zane, and Jo, they don't have as much star power to me. Then I would say Snyder, sure, yeah. But then definitely. the rest of them, I don't think their star power like sniffs the people that were in Final X New York City. Yeah, it doesn't equate to that. Like, it's not, not, not at all. But, all right, this was a fun pod back. I can't lie. This was a, this was a good one. Hopefully we'll be back. We'll, we, we will be back to a normal sted schedule um, this summer um, with Brett and I definitely taping a lot more. What's up? You know, one thing I realized that I could do is let's just say you or I knock out three in a week, theoretically, mm-hmm. or you and your some guests that we have lined up, some yeah. wrestling ones that we can do. Um. I can schedule them, meaning okay. let's just say I have three right now that I can um, upload. Uh-huh. I can already schedule them for the next three weeks through like the actual anchor platform. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 So that, so, the, okay. So that won't really affect like guests. Like that'll be, if I have a get, if we have guests on, I can just send that over to you and we could get those up whenever. Like, yeah. So we don't have to worry about like, I want it. yes, we don't have to worry about like my human error at times. Yeah. Like, Oh, perfect. All right. That, that works. So yeah. let's, let's just say we get, I, you record it on a Sunday, send it to me on Sunday. And on Sunday, I upload it to go up on Wednesday. Perfect. Do you want to record next week or not next week? Uh, end of this week. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, that works. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of the, my parents office podcast. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes. You kind of just got to – you got to see how the sausage is made right there. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain for everybody. So uh, 
Hope you enjoyed this episode uh, back in the office, which is great back here for uh, about two months. And then I'm out. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you're following us on social media at my parents' office on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, My Parents Office Podcast, and articles from the office on Substack. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review as well on Apple, Spotify, like and subscribe on YouTube. But uh, yeah, thank you guys.